0: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening Rush Nation? We are a little late in the build. Apologies on that. First off, I want to apologise for not getting the Lockdown Corner article out last week. My wife was away on a course and the little boy was not well, so family had to take president last week I hope you enjoyed the shows we did manage to get out but yeah like I say sorry again for the lockdown article not going out but things are back to normal this week well almost because Murph's not doing the waveish for Wire show and we're a day late but you've got me and the lockdown corner will be back out Let's start a quarterback for the waiver wire. Let's get you into the finals in week 16. And the first quarterback we're going to talk about this week is Ryan Fitzpatrick, Dolphins quarterback. He's 14.4% owned. In week 14, he had 21 of 37 for 245 yards, one interception, no touchdowns, and then seven carries for 65 yards. He didn't have the strongest games, Fitzmagic, on Sunday. But Jason Sanders did kick all of Miami's points in the defeat to the... Jets sorry Jason Sanders sorry a note on that he did set a franchise record for the amount of field goals with seven however Fitz does seem to be running with the ball more and keeping Miami in games unfortunately losing his number one target in Devontae Parker hurts him a little bit however this week the Dolphins take on the New York Giants the New York Giants currently rank seventh worst against fantasy quarterbacks giving up 21.1 fantasy points a game with him only being 14.4% owned, like I mentioned earlier, he seems to be a decent ad this week against the Giants team, which has basically imploded, let's be honest, sticking Eli Manning back in was not the move. You've you've gun Daniel Jones already, so let's carry on, let's see what the boys got. Eli, will he play again? Who knows? Who knows what the Giants are gonna do? But in a favorable matchup against the Giants, Ryan Fitzpatrick is there to be picked up off your waiver wires. Secondly, we've got Gardner Minshew the second. Moustache is back. Gardner Minshew Mania has returned to the NFL. He's only 12.8% owned after his hot streak. He went 24 for 37 and 162 yards and a touchdown. And then he had a further six carries for 31 yards. The Tash is back and he is the starter for the Jaguars once more. However, he failed to produce a spark last team and they were already facing a loss before half-time. And as a result, Minchu did come out and was more free in the second half. He started to make some plays. It wasn't what we expected, but then again, he did sit for over a month since his horror show in London against the Texans. The Jags face the Raiders this week, who are on a skid themselves. Extra points this Sunday, which means... Expect points this Sunday, which makes Minshew a reasonable streamer at being only 12.8% owned. Grab him if you are in a bind. The Raiders are currently the second worst team against fancy quarterbacks, giving up 22.3 points to the position. Right. Let's move on to the running backs. This first one is a little bit of a sour note. It's Raheem Mostert. We didn't start him in the Scott Fishbowl, and unfortunately we have missed out on the halfway cut, it does seem. But Raheem Mostert, 24.1% owned, had a monster week 14, 69 yards, two TDs on the ground, and then 40 yards receiving with an extra touchdown. Raheem Mostert was a big hit of the week from last week's waiver wire column. Go check that out just to see I'm not lying. He seems to have won the job as the main back away from Tevin Coleman and Matt Breda. Even though all three were available, Mostert got most of the work and made the big plays when it was needed. Murph's going to break it down a little bit when he gets to the Look Ahead podcast later on in the week. Get well soon, Murph. However, Mostert does now seem to be the back to own in San Francisco. He is a massive, massive priority add this week off the waiver wire. Secondly, DeAndre Washington, he is 0.9% owned and in week 14 standing in for the injured Josh Jacobs, he went for 53 yards rushing with a touchdown and 6 receptions for 43 yards. It does appear that Josh Jacobs has fractured his shoulder and this could be curtains on his rookie season unfortunately. The Raiders are one game away from being eliminated from playoff contention as it stands so they won't feel the need to rush Jacobs back with little to play for going forward. Another factor might be the play of DeAndre Washington who got 96 scrimmage yards and a touchdown on Sunday. He's worth an ad off the waiver wire at this late stage and he should get plenty of work in the Oakland backfield. And if you do own Josh Jacobs, this is the guy to grab if you are in running back nightmare. Right, wide receivers, Alan Hearns, 0.7% owned. In week 14, he had five receptions for 68 yards. Alan Hearns may be a very sneaky ad this week. Devontae Perker and Albert Wilson Jr. both suffering concussions last week's loss to the Jets. It seems Alan Hearns could potentially be the number one wide receiver in Miami on Sunday against the aforementioned New York Giants. Hearns did get eight targets on Sunday and we have no doubt this number could go north of 10 if there's no Parker or Wilson. A quick note on the Giants against the quarterback wide receivers Sorry, and the Giants currently rank fifth worst against wide receivers giving up 26.7 points to the position this is in half point obviously uh sorry half point ppr so if you are reeling at wide receiver and you want a late sneaky grab alan hearns will probably cost you absolutely nothing maybe a dollar bid but at this late stage in the season if you've got money and need wide receivers alan hearns is not a bad bet to bid on the fab this week secondly it's Anthony Miller of the Chicago Bears he's 18.5% owned he had three receptions 42 yards and a touchdown but Miller is seeing usage once again in Chicago and he's back in the waiver wire column after finally catching a touchdown pass however Miller has kicked on in the last few weeks like I just said and is finally the threat we all expected him to be when he was taken inside the first nine or ten fantasy draft rounds this offseason just gone but You can feel safe now with Miller's floor and his potential huge upside, which we saw on Thanksgiving against the Lions. I would have no problem rolling Miller out for the final few games of the season if you again need wide receiver help. Tight end. Now this guy has recently returned, shall we say, to action and that's David Nduku. He's 21.6% owned. In week 14, he only had one reception for four yards, but he has been injured for most of the season and it was active last Sunday to take his place on the gridiron for the first time since week two. And Juku will be a useful weapon to Baker Mofield over the coming weeks who, let's face it, has struggled recently. And the big key to this is that Cleveland have Arizona next who are abysmal against tight ends. This, let's be honest, is a real punt but the Arizona Cardinals are currently the worst team against tight ends and they're giving up 13.5% points to the position sorry man with the options so limited to under 30% ownership that we have here at 5 Yard Rush we felt it was a decent gamble if Noah Fant, Jack Doyle or Dallas Goddard are free then I'd add them before David Njogo but if ever it is out again you can add also add Tyler Higby but let's you know what we know right now I just think Njoku is a good grab off the waiver wire and and Baker Mayfield have been struggling so safety valve in Njoku let's be honest there's there's worse you could be doing better, worse out there. Kicker, he's had a touchdown and he's now scored seven field goals. It's Jason Sanders and he's only 0.5% owned. He made seven of eight field goals. If he made that eighth field goal, it would have been a joint NFL record. But the fact that he scored a touchdown, that's not going to happen again, but did score seven field goals last week. That's 24 fantasy points. Will he do it again this Sunday? No, probably not. However, chase the hot hand with Kickers and Sanders is definitely that. He'll be full of confidence going into this weekend, especially as he's been the feature now for two weeks. Not to mention, he is facing the Giants again. They'll score points, the Dolphins, no doubt about that this week. And Sanders will be kicking extra points and field goals if Fitz and Hearns can't drive them into the end zone. Let's see if he can do it again and score you fantasy points. And Finally, we'll get to DST. Fire the cannons. Murph, like I said, get well soon buddy. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're 6.2% owned and they're playing the Detroit Lions this week. Now I know what you're all thinking. This is Murph picking his team, but hear him out. The Bucks' defense on the road have been making plays. They have the leading sack man in the NFL on their team and Shaq Barrett and they're forcing turnovers. And yes, they give up a lot of points. But that doesn't really matter to scoring as much as sacks and turnovers. The Bucks in their last two road games have recorded 16 and 24 fantasy points as a DST. And this week they are taking on David Blau and the Lions. They're struggling, let's be honest. Blau completed four passes in the first half last Sunday. Four. I think he did one in 20-something minutes. or It was horrendous. So expect the Bucks to attack Blau and force the ball into his hands more by taking away the run game. That's your quick waiver wire ad. Sorry it was so short, sharp and to the point, but we got two podcasts to roll tonight and uh, Murph's not feeling great. So you've got me. I hope I did all right. Let Murph know on Twitter how I did. I hope I was a reasonable stand in. Rush Nation, but until tomorrow, as always, keep rushing.